cover story. Cover a story or attain that coveted story. Get it? That is exactly what you want. Quoted as the expert, the story, headline, the spin. Every week, join us to talk about all things important to relating to the public. Your public. Craft your image, promote your products, create expert status, become the buzz. Join us with the pros. PR 101, crisis management, media blitzing, it's all here on Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Hey everyone, welcome to this edition of Cover Story. I'm Brandy Shapiro-Babin and I am joined with my fabulous co-host Mick Jolly. Welcome Mick. Hey, thank you Brandy. How's it going? It's wonderful. How's everything going with you? Oh, going really well. Going really well. This is so exciting for everyone uh, that's been tuning in over, I think, the past 12 weeks now. We've been doing a special focus and highlight of the various Silver Anvil finalists for the Public Relations Society of America. So, last week, they actually held in an Oscar format style. Um, big event. Their big, huge event. It was actually held at the Equitable Tower in New York City, and I believe it was on the 9th. And we are very, very lucky because the next couple of weeks we are taking their highest winners and they're on air with us, which is phenomenal. So big kudos to everyone that we interviewed. Everyone had fabulous campaigns. Um, a, lot of, uh, a lot of the people that we interviewed actually did win and actually swept categories um, amongst themselves, which is always so inspiring. And uh, today is very exciting for us because our guest today... Um, they won for their bold campaign that challenged today's stereotypical view of beauty and celebrated diversity in real women. I love real women. It's Unilever's global beauty brand Dove was honored with a 2006 Best of Silver Anvil Award from the Public Relations Society of America. And I am so very excited because that campaign was headed up by Edelman. And today we have with us Larry Koffler, who's a senior vice president in the Consumer Brands Group. And we also have with us Stacy Bright, who's the senior, senior communications marketing manager of Unilever. Welcome, guys. Hi, thank, thank you. you. Thanks for having us. <laughs> now, I have to say, I've spoken with Larry on the phone. And I'm looking at Larry. Larry, I'm looking at your resume or your bio, I should say. Wow. You look like a baby. And you have done so much. Well, thank you. It, it's been the, the the shift over to Dove was a was a big change for me, but it's been but it's been phenomenal. It's been a lot of fun. This is terrific, and congratulations, you guys. Did you have fun last week? It was an incredible moment for us. Um, definitely, Larry and I have worked uh, long and hard in our careers, and certainly this past uh, couple of years on the campaign for Little Beauty. So it was a real shining moment, and we were like giddy little kids as the announcement came through that we had won. That is so fantastic. What a wonderful, I mean, it is. You worked hard. You got a great team. And so what does it feel like that moment when they say, you've won? Like, what was your first thought? I, I think for, for me, my, you know, I was, was so incredibly excited. I, all I could hear was my heartbeat, and, and, that, was, and that was about it. And then we, um, we sort of levitated up to the stage. So we were just so incredibly thrilled. And I was thinking about, um, you know, the entire team um, that worked, really long and hard. It was, you know, about 18 months on this project, and we were fortunate to have uh, several of them in the audience, but I was thinking about everyone who had worked on the, on the project, uh, you know, back at the office who weren't able to make it, um, and, and uh, looking forward to, to celebrating with them immediately afterwards. But it was, it was just a, a thrill of a lifetime. Yeah, I think you 
I was just going to say, I think you summed it up well when you sort of said that it's like the Oscars of public relations. I mean, it really does feel like you're receiving that um, that most amazing statue, and it's it's a real credit to your career, and it's just an unbelievable thing to be able to tell people that you won, and especially for a marketing campaign of this type. It's, it's, it's pretty rare that, you know, that our types of campaigns get recognized by the Silver Angels because it's such a weighty award. Um, so that alone just made it even a more incredible honor. That's wonderful. And it's just neat for me, just from a perspective of, you know, you won something sometimes, you know, what it actually feels like when you win it. Like sometimes someone has to actually pinch you and say, hey, they just called your name, you know, for it to sink in. So I'm so glad. I heard they threw a ticker tape uh, parade down Madison Avenue for you. <laughs> it's huge. You, you heard. I heard. Of course, we sent you several, you know, cases of, of Don Perignon, the very special perfect special year uh, but let's go ahead because what you guys did was so groundbreaking and so remarkable that what I'd like to do is walk us walk our listeners actually through the process of developing the campaign and let's start first discussing um, like let's do a little introduction a little background on both you know the Dove brand and on Edelman if we could um, sure well I'll tell you a little bit about Dove and then Larry can tell you a little bit about uh, Edelman Dove's a brand that's been around for about 50 years, and it's always really been rooted in this sort of philosophy of real women. We have a lot of real women testimonials in our advertising, um, and we've always been about products that sort of um, make you feel beautiful as opposed to transforming you into something else, um, which is sort of a little bit more of a traditional beauty notion. Mm -hmm. uh, the Campaign for Real Beauty actually, while this year was an incredible award-winning year, it actually started a couple years back, and uh, we started working on it, and we really sort of said, you know, we have to look at this and sort of say, how do you reach real women, and what, what are the things that real women care about, and what are they thinking about? And that sort of led us to really grounding ourselves in listening to women, and we did a study and a huge global research project that spanned 10 countries, and that was our campaign for... That's how we sort of like spun the campaign for real beauty in this um, study, which was the real truth about beauty, a global report. And from that, we sort of said, okay, with these findings, which were just so amazing, when we found out that only 2% of women around the world would describe themselves as beautiful, I mean, that was really incredibly shocking to us. We said, we really need to help sort of challenge these stereotypes and provoke a discussion and debate and sort of get people talking about what beauty means and what's important to them mm -hmm. and really be prepared to listen to both sides, you know, both the pros and the cons. And then lastly, we felt if we were going to be a major beauty company that was going to take on this initiative, we really had to walk the talk mm -hmm. and be prepared to sort of do something about it. And that's where we developed our Dove Self-Esteem Fund, which is really a global initiative to support local groups that help bolster self-esteem in young women. Which is so, so very important. It's, it's amazing. And every day, you know, we're pretty proud to work on this work. And here in the United States, we support the Girl Scouts of the U.S. Um, and we partnered with Edelman and, of course, with our other agencies, both Edelman sort of helping us with our PR charge. Mm -hmm. um, and they've been unbelievable partners working day and night. Um, Larry's been part of leading that team. And I will throw it to him to tell you a little <laughs> bit about the great work of Edelman. You're on, Larry. Go, Larry. Well, I, thank you, Stacey, for that, uh, for that intro. I think just a quick background on Edelman. We're the world's largest independent now, so third overall. By independent, we really pride ourselves on um, sort of taking a media-agnostic approach to programs. 
and it also you know allows us to focus on our clients and not Wall Street. So I think that's the the quick on Edelman. We've been so fortunate to be working uh, with, uh, with on the Dove brand since 2002, and um, you know I would just like to say that yeah, I think Stacey gave a great overview of how the the inception of the campaign really wanted to you know hats off to, to Dove for having the courage and conviction to nurture and grow uh, such a big idea, um, and you know we wouldn't we wouldn't be accepting this award if, if we didn't have uh, that support. And um, we we have a you know multi office multi discipline team that that rallied around this and um, and helped you know bring it to where uh, where it is today. That's phenomenal. Let's do this. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back with the guts and the glory of the Unilever Adelman campaign, award-winning campaign. We'll be right back on Cover Story. Stick around. Cover Story. We'll be back after this short break. Once a tool used exclusively for communicating with the media, PR Web was the first company to develop a distribution strategy around direct-to-consumer communication by implementing Web 2.0 technologies. PR Web has completed the online communication loop by directly engaging your audience with your news. For example, PR Web is the first newswire to integrate press release trackback. Whether you want to dominate your market or just make a little noise, PR Web is here to help. You thrive in the marketplace and the media. PR Web. It's no secret. Linking with relevant sites is a dynamic way to enhance site traffic. Avoid using unethical practices to promote your website. Obtain quality, relevant links with linksmanager.com. Since 1999, linksmanager.com has been the leading choice for managing link campaigns by thousands of websites. Editor-based link management software makes relevant link exchange ethical, fast, and easy. No software to install. Free unlimited support. Try linksmanager.com free for 30 days. Accept no limitations. Google AdSense. How do I earn from thee? Let me count the ways. Google, you enable me to show targeted ads complementing my site so my visitors keep clicking throughout the day and night. It was so easy to apply and select the ad formats I liked. Since I've discovered AdSense, I've been filled with delight. So earn more with matching ads, and you too can discover how. Just visit google.com slash AdSense now. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Hey everyone, welcome back to this very special edition of Cover Story. We have with us Larry Larry Koffler of of Edelman. Edelman? Thank my God, <laughs> Brandy. Your tongue died. That's okay. I did. My tongue got tied. <laughs> <laughs> and and Stacy Bright. Obviously, it's not Brandy Bright. <laughs> Senior communications from, marketing from Unilever. From Unilever. <laughs> welcome back. She's yeah, normally very uh, squared away on this, folks, so take no offense. <laughs> it's okay. This program makes us giddy, too, so it's all good. <laughs> well, it's all so positive, and it's so nice because, first of all, you can totally tell you guys have a great camaraderie between the two of you, and obviously because you worked very closely together. And um, uh, I will tell you that Larry and I have spent many, many a night just eating peanut butter because um, there was nothing else around. Um, and and working, so we've we've spent a lot of hours together, a lot and of quality time. I think we spend more time together than with our um, 
with our uh, mates and social lives than we should. There you go. Yeah, but you know what? That's I always say you spend 80% of your time at work. You better love what you do and who you surround yourself with. So Amen. Right? <laughs> so on that end, you guys are blessed. So now we're coming back to your award-winning campaign. I mean, and what you guys have done has, has truly, I mean, because part of, part of your mission really was to rise above the clutter in, um, in the beauty park, um, products market world. Correct? Uh, yes. You know, it's, it's interesting. We first set out on this um, long vision for, for Dove. You know, it was sort of how do we raise the bar for this brand becoming a beauty brand? Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's some advantages. I don't think we realized how many people already believed and held Dove so dearly to their hearts as a beauty brand and as Dove expanded into more categories beyond their beauty bar where they started and went into face care arena and hair care and deodorant and, you know, and sort of spread its wings, so to speak, further and further. Um, consumers were, and women were really receptive to the brand and really excited about it. And so while it was obviously a daunting, huge task to come up with um, a campaign like this, it was also kind of, in a way, easy in that people love the brand, love for what the brand already stood for, and the reason Dove was able to do a campaign like the Campaign for All Beauty is because it's fundamentally what the brand was always about. So we remain very true to the brand. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been um, even a more difficult challenge um, had that not been the case and perhaps would not have worked as well. So we had some things already in our favor. No, truly. I mean, because when I, when I think of the brand, I think of heritage and I think of pure and clean, which is nice. So, I mean, just taking that to the next level... And it's something that people have confidence in. I mean, when I was growing up, you know, I used Dove soap. I mean, that was something like your family felt very confident about, um, about you know, bathing you with. Does that make sense? So yeah, I well, you know, so many of the recommendations for, for the Dove Beauty Bar start, started with dermatologists. Mm-hmm. So many, of course, families and mothers pass on to their daughters. And, you know, so people really do um, view the product like that. And when you go on to even the website and you listen to the conversations that are taking place on campaignforbeauty.com, it's amazing what people are saying about not only the brand and also what the brand stands for and this relationship that people have had with the brand and how they look forward to continuing um, having that relationship. So I think, I don't know, Larry, I would think we feel pretty lucky to work on a brand like that. No, that's phenomenal. So let's We've done a lot to make it a real brand for real people, and that's, that's what this whole campaign is solidified. I mean, it's centuries of, of work almost, as, as it would appear, because, I mean, we take it as just a part of the product lineup when you're going to the grocery store or the, you know, the pharmacy, wherever you buy your goods. I mean, there it is, even though it it's may not have been around for centuries. It gives that perception that it's just a part of life. Yeah, I think that's exactly right, and I think that, you know, the challenge was to, was to, to make that connection, connect the dots with where, you know, where we've been and sort of it was a, sort of a part of people's lives as part of the DNA that we were using. Uh, you know, real people in advertising 50 years ago, but how do we, uh, you know, transcend that into something that, uh, you know, becomes a conversation piece and becomes a little bit of a, a rallying cry, you know, an emotional touch point for people that, um, you know, that really raises it to, to the next level. So, I, I, you know, I think it, it, a short way to say, you know, it, it would be difficult to do this for just any any other brand. I think we were very in a very, very good positioning. Well, you had a good it. platform. Yeah. You had a good platform to start with. So let's start talking about how you start looking at this. I mean, because it's interesting. You, you did your research, and I mean, and, and Stacy mentioned at the beginning, I mean, this is something that people need to listen to. I mean, this is both from like a PR perspective and then just, you know, we all live in the world together. 
2% of women around the world describe themselves as beautiful. That's very sad. I mean, I always describe myself as I have a great body for two people. That's really sad. And I have heard her say that actually in public, and you know, <laughs> she says it jokingly, but I mean, hey, that, that, is, that is something that Brandy definitely does not need to say, but if that's a common perception that folks have, that's, that needs to be dealt with. So. Yeah, the, the research was really, was really shocking, and I think the, uh, and, and just <clears throat> stepping back a moment, I mean, it was, it was the foundation of the program. Okay. So, um, the, you know, the purpose of the, of the research, the global research, was really to validate the hypothesis that the definition of beauty, beauty was limiting and unattainable. Um, and, you know, we certainly did that, and the 2% that you pointed out is, is a, you know, was a, was a sparkler. I mean, it was something that, you know, was, was shocking and, and uh, enabled us to, you know, build on, build a lot of communications around. I think some of the other points as well, you know, only 13% of women are very satisfied with their body weight and shape, and uh, a majority, about three-quarters, strongly agree that they wish the media did a better job of portraying women diverse physical attractiveness. So I, I think all of these points combined mm -hmm. gave us, you know, a foundation for external communications, but it also gave us an opportunity, and by that, you know, B-roll, message points, pitching, and so on, but it also gives a backbone for the Q&A. But I would, I would just add that, you know, as a company that participates in the media, we felt incredibly um, responsible. And we felt like, you know, we, we had an opportunity to either continue um, adding to those perceptions and, and issues and self-esteem um, issues that women had, or to really try to help widen that narrow, narrow definition of beauty. And that sort of, I think, from a public relations standpoint and a communication uh, 360 campaign, we were able to find the rub and turn it in a way that sort of resonated with women so there was a little bit of that friction to get people engaged. But, you know, I think it was a very large um, conscious decision to sort of say we can be in or we can be out of this place and in, in, in sort of where people's perceptions are with the media. And as an advertiser, and obviously as a large advertiser, mm -hmm. we had an opportunity to, to make a difference in the message that we sent. Which is extremely responsible and good. And let's go backwards because I do want to get into the nuts and bolts. So you did your research. You came up with these findings, which are really, sh you know, which are very shocking findings. And it is very sad how people perceive themselves. And you decided you were going to roll this campaign out or, or pilot it in Germany. Is that um, correct? I, I think pilot's a funny word. Okay. Um, I don't think that we set out to say, oh, we're going to test market something. Okay. We, we actually really said, you know what? we're going to do this for a global brand and we're going to do this globally. And we actually just started our efforts um, in, the ger in the German market and that's mostly just because of, of timing and where that market was at that, at that particular moment when we um, started launching. Okay. We also did efforts in um, the UK and of course brought it here to the United States. And I think particularly with campaigns of this nature, especially this large in scope, you have to make sure that um, you understand that market very mm -hmm. well and sort of understand all the different facets from including from the, the consumer and the woman's behavior and the insights of that market and also how that market interacts with its media and, and different aspects. So really it was just that Germany was at the right time, right place, and it was a good place for us to start. Okay, that's excellent. But how did you, I mean, because it seems to make so much sense, but there's so many different approaches and you are trying to, you know, you were trying to take this the, the new firming product um, you know, introduce it and take it to the next level. How did you solidify 
this specific approach? What's the brainstorming that goes behind something like this and that allows it to grow into, you know, a perfect format for execution? Um, Unilever's very dedicated to doing 360 communication. And what that means is bringing all of its players and all of its different channels um, that ranges from Edelman to Ogilvy and Mindshare, like all of our different, um, Ryan partnership, like all of our different um, teams together to really brainstorm about the best way to bring something to life. And it's always rooted in consumer insight, research, and also on our product innovation. Um, and just sort of working as, as a team to come up with different ideas. And I don't think any one idea comes from a particular place. Uh, I think that every team really, really brought things to life. But Edelman was incredibly instrumental in sitting down, um, certainly with me and with the rest of our team, and coming up with the strategies of how to launch something in such a complicated market like the United States, where we have so many different media channels. And to break through the clutter here is incredible incredibly, you know, incredibly challenging to get people to pay attention, certainly to make, you know, huge cover, um, cover news. Right, absolutely, which we'll, t- which we'll get to. I mean, it, it, it's, you've actually changed history in some of the, the media coverage that you received for this campaign, which is wonderful and inspiring. But in, in understanding that it's all a team process, what were some of the things that you first did in executing this campaign? How do you solidify all of these great ideas and all of these, you know, in your 360 conversations? How do you solidify this into an actionable plan? It, it, it's funny. We, we had many versions of the plan um, that, that we worked on over the, over the course of um, the planning process, which is about, about six months or so. I think it, it all started with the research findings. And the, in broad strokes, I think the, the strategy was and the plan was that we needed to frame this campaign as a dialogue, uh, a dialogue about beauty and spark a debate. We really were focused on influencing the influencers and making sure we had the right partnership. Uh, we wanted to you know, celebritize the women, if you will. Absolutely. And, and then we needed to develop a, a, a clear call to action uh, that connected back to the, to the self-esteem fund. So I think the, um, if, in broad strokes, that was what was gu- you know, our, sort of our guiding post. And we had a lot of different ways that we could have brought it to life, and I think it's you know, and I know we'll get into that, but it, it worked out quite well. It also, I mean, Ogilvy gave us some great work to um, develop Absolutely. a plan off of. I mean, the advertising was incredibly breakthrough, and, um, you know, they just gave us a great platform to sort of leap off of. Which is which is terrific. Can we talk about sort of like the, 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 the gathering of information and then the, um, you know, how you rolled out the campaign? like some of the steps that you took to roll the campaign out, the various layers and how they peeled back? Well, you know what, even just to get to the advertising that I was sort of mentioning, and we talked a little bit about partnership, I think one of the steps early on was partly in the, the strategy, really sitting down with Ogilvy and saying, you know what, we love the idea of this campaign. We love sort of that it's getting right to the messages, the insights that we want to share. Mm-hmm. But you know what, it's really important that we you know, find women in this country. So you, you mentioned that there were a lot of executions um, in different parts of the world, and we recognized that we wanted to celebritize, like Larry just pointed out, the women from this ad, and we knew that it was important that we had real American women that represented, you know, yeah. our, our women here, mm-hmm. and for our media and for people to um, be able to relate to them. So even it goes back to even just sort of the strategy of beginning um, the efforts even before that first photo shoot. 
So those are some of the steps that it sort of goes back to when you start to say, how do you unpeel the layers? But it's kind of funny, Larry and I are sitting here as we're doing the interview with you, and we're looking at each other and just sort of reminiscing about all the different steps because it was a very complicated um, it was a very complicated program and, you know, sort of dissecting the research even right. and figuring out, you know, what are the pieces of research that will be most interesting to people? What were things that were interesting to us and what were the things that were going to matter and then how are we going to bring that to life? Right, and humanizing and allowing people to kind of say, you know what, I'm beautiful, but I have this. You know, and, 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 and making, you know, taking like what you said, that ordinary woman and making her... Um, who, who's not ordinary, the person that would perceive themselves as being ordinary and saying, you know what, you're, you're special, you're a queen. You are a yeah. beauty queen. Exactly. I mean, and I think another credit to, you know, to Ogilvy here is the, in, the, in the casting that the women were that perfect mix of aspirational and inspirational. And mm-hmm. I think uh, they were also just phenomenal. Phenomenal people because they really believed in what they were doing and the difference they were making. A lot of those girls actually have now gone on to do... Um, community work. Like even though some of the campaigns sort of, you know, wrapped up or at least that part of it, they're still doing work with self-esteem because they believe in it and value it so much. So I think that we are really lucky. I don't even want to take credit for it. I, I just think we were really lucky in getting an amazing group of women um, to, to work with us. Well, you know, I think it's, not, it's when you get people together and you allow people to sort of take a look at themselves and say, wow, you know what, I can make a difference. I can really make a positive impact. And they start to see how, feel, how good it feels to contribute they're going to want to contribute if they feel like they're getting something back in return. And when I say back in return, that they're making a difference in the world they live in. Period. The end. So that's also a lovely gift that, that you also gave. Like there's a woman that didn't have to continue on doing this. She's continued to go in and, you know, serve in a community leadership uh, capacity. You know, we get um, literally one of the things we weren't actually ready for. You know, every, every company in, in Unilever and Dollars, no different. Every company works on budgets. Mm-hmm. And they plan out their programs. I don't. I knew that we knew that it would resonate with women, and we we really believe that people would be excited about this campaign. I don't think we realized to what degree the response would be, because we were not quite ready for the influx of of um, calls and requests that we suddenly had to manage and put teams in place just to be able to say. You know, for all the people who wanted to say, how can I make a difference? I love what you're doing. I want to make a difference. Just what can I do? And then other people who are saying, you know, how can I get involved with the Girl Scouts? Or, or could you come speak at this? Or can you be in a textbook? Or can I include you in a documentary? Like, it was, it was, um, it was like all of a sudden turning into like, uh, like, um, like, you know, someone who was an overnight star sensation mm-hmm. because, we almost were overwhelmed by um, the response and just trying to be able to get the resources and the answers to everyone so that people could feel like they could make a difference too. That's amazing. Now, where, where do you think, which part of, of the campaign really kicked off that huge response from the general public? Well, I, I think I can sort of deconstruct the tipping point. Um, as I think back to, uh, you know, it, it, it really started with the influencers we talked about. So we, we designated what we call the Dove Two Dozen, mm-hmm. 24 women in, in, you know, in media and entertainment okay. who you know, we, we thought you know, might share our point of view and help us make a difference. Can we and, name um, who some of those people were? So Sure. Okay. Oprah, Katie, Ellen, uh, the women from The View. And it was simply letting them know what we were doing, giving them sort of a, you know, a preview 
of what was to come, um, and, and and a little bit of background on the campaign. And you know, keep in mind that the campaign that it had launched in 2004, you know, with with our first white paper, and this was in the spring, early summer when we were reaching out from an influencer standpoint. We had the Gracie Awards. We had a, a partnership with American Women in Radio Television. We still do. The Gracie Awards really kicked off our campaign. And okay. the event, the Gracie's, was on June 21st of, of last year. So we had the, our women attend the Gracie's. Um, but, I, you know, it's funny, looking back, we didn't get many callbacks at the beginning. People were not terribly interested in, in what we had to say. You know, it was, right. it, was, it was a little bit of a slow, a slow start. People were interested, but we, but we needed to sort of get to start the... We'll start the momentum. Was, yeah. It exactly. was an interesting story. It was interesting information, but they, def- but no, they weren't so much ringing our phones yet. But I would say, I mean, there were definitely people who were interested and saw there was a huge story here. I mean, it broke. You know, I think you should talk about well, where it broke and yeah. how that was a tipping point, and then the controversy that really helped bring it exactly. to the top. Exactly. We had so we had you know before the campaign, you know, had kicked off. We we had several advances, and we were talking to USA Today for about a month and a half. Um, and but know, what USA do you say? And I and I apologize for interrupting you, but sure. so what do you say? You call US you 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 call USA Today. You send them the media kit. You send them the information. But what do you talk to USA Today about for a month and a half prior to getting them to to cover you? And then how's the positioning there? Well, I think it it was really the conversation was broad strokes on campaigns for real beauty, on on the study, on what we were hoping to achieve, and on you know the opportunity really to you know lead what what could be a you know a bigger story, something of a of a movement, perhaps, mm-hmm. um, and I think in pitching that, it's you know, there, there's always a little bit of certainly there's always a little bit of skepticism. I think there's you know a lot of different ways this could have been pitched, and I think the you know we had and we of course divided the media universe up, um, in, you know, in many different ways. So it you know simultaneously we were pitching hometown stories, as you might imagine. Absolutely. For, you know, for for our women, I think mm-hmm. you know USA Today we had decided would be a great place for us to start. And I think the conversations really were, you know, certainly the ad portion, it was, you know, the research and it was, you know, what we were trying to accomplish and, and the cause element as well. For this story, I was just going to add, for this particular story and, and what we wanted to sort of, you know, sort of resonate and have kind of bubble to the top with it was really about picking the right medium. So USA Today, we thought, made a lot of sense. And the right journalists. Mm-hmm. Um, for their beat, and Teresa Hart, of course, is you know a phenomenal journalist. Absolutely, who, you know she really delves into stories, so it's not she's not taking anything fluffy. So when you say, "What did it take?" Like, you know, it, it starts those conversations, and it's about getting her really the the credible information, and she's going to see through if you've got, you know, if you don't have something there. So it was for her really just sharing and making sure we were getting the right the right information, um, and really spending the time to really think where we thought the story was going to be best. Exactly. And I think for her as well, you know, at that point, we were positioning it as a little bit of a trend, too. Um, and, we, you know, we, I think we'd seen the beginnings of a trend mm-hmm. uh, towards real, you know, yes. real people. And, you know, much broader when you're looking at reality TV and so on and, and consumer co-creation. But I think this was, this really jump-started something much, much bigger, as, as we saw later with Nike and looking at H- HSBC ads and so right, on. Right. But I think... Um, the uh, you know that that was a, a key point, and 
the, I think the real tipping point after you know we've gotten several cover stories for the women in their hometowns was was the Today Show. And I think once you know we were, we had a nice um, piece on the on the View, but when we had we finally landed that you know a great segment on the Today Show with Katie mm-hmm. out of the Plaza, all the women, a nine minute segment. They used them for for two other um, segments after that, and we basically crashed the website after that. That's and, phenomenal. So you know what and, we're gonna do? Yeah. I want to talk about crashing the website. Nine minutes on the Today Show. As soon as we take a quick break, and we'll be right back with our winners. Stick around. Cover story. We'll be back after this short break. Wow, looks like you caught another one. Yeah, thanks. That uh, makes 23 so far. You're kidding me. I haven't caught a thing yet. Really? Well, what kind of bait are you using? Same as you. Well, then maybe it's where you're fishing. What do you mean? Well, if you want to catch fish, don't throw your line out in the middle of a big lake. Take a smart look around for where the fish congregate, like over by this log. So I just have to look smart, huh? That's right. It's all about fishing where the fish are. Learn how you can fish where the fish are. Go to signup.looksmart.com. Signup.looksmart.com. Dude, fishing in Costa Rica is going to be awesome. Amen, bro. Now that Value Click Media had netted FastClick, we've got one of the largest online advertising networks fishing us for big bucks. You know, while we're out catching snapper. Hey, Steve, you're coming too, right? No, I'm still using BenAsRUs.com. I can't afford to be away. you got to work with Value Click Media. i got this great account manager who's easy to work with, and they have access to the best advertisers and earn me high rates. Don't worry. We'll bring back pictures. Yeah, terrific. Visit Value Click Media now and click on solutions for publishers for more details value click media friend finder friend finder the world's largest online dating network featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as passion.com and fastcupid.com represents enormous profit making opportunities for webmasters just like you with, with friend finder's ability to geo target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet wallet Get more traffic maximizing details now at friendfinder.com. With over 30,000 clients and eight years of experience, West Host is not your basement hosting company. Starting at $3.95 a month, West Host offers the lowest price virtual private server technology in the industry. Yet they don't sacrifice their world class data center or superior 24 7 client support. Sign up at westhost.com today and get the hosting technology and real support your business needs at prices you can't find from other hosts. Westhost.com. That's westhost.com. W E S T H host.com when you expect more from your web host commercials off now back to cover story we're reserving a headline for you only on webmaster radio.fm here's your host hey everyone this is brandy shapiro babin welcome back to this very special edition of the cover story this is our uh spotlight series for the silver anvils uh regarding the Public Relations Society of America, and today we actually have the winners. Um, welcome back. We've got Larry Keffler, uh, Koffler, I apologize, who's Senior Vice President and Customer Brands Group of Edelman, and Stacy Bright, who's Senior Communications Marketing Manager for Unilever. And All right, is, give her a hand. She got her, got I, her right now. <laughs> <laughs> Rock on. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, so we were all, while you guys were winning your, your fabulous award the other night, you are now taking us to the Today Show. To the Today Show, exactly. So we, oh. we got a call from the webmaster who 
was very upset with us. Uh, <laughs> you crashed we, my server. Exactly. And, and oh, man. Happy and create a lot of work. And meanwhile, we're having, a, you know, somebody up and down and having a parade in the office. We usually try to warn them when we think large volume is going to come in, but we didn't obviously expect, again, that kind of response. Which is phenomenal. So let's talk about what this nine minutes comprised. Well, it was, it was really amazingly, it, it took us through um, you know, the research. It interviewed um, Katie, had an opportunity to talk to each of the women and talk about their experiences, um, talk about the impact um, that other people, you know, some of the reaction that people had to the campaign, mm-hmm. and, and just the beginning of the debate and the dialogue, which was sort of the, the, the next crux. I think of in in the in, this, in the development of the campaign. No, so, uh, yeah. Oh no, no, I'm sorry. Was this the one where um, Katie got up and she was sort of defending um, your campaign against what um, Donnie Deutsch had to say? Donnie Deutsch? No, that was a separate. That was another okay. one. Okay. So okay. we were we were on the Today Show subsequently a, a couple of times and and just in sort of referencing the campaign. But this was um, this was largely positive, and, and Katie um, was clearly a fan. Of, of the campaign and, and what we were trying to accomplish and widening the definition of beauty um, and really sort of debunking some of the beauty stereotypes. The women were very well spoken. Um, the Today Show had one of their own experts on as well, talking a little bit about you know, the impact on the beauty industry and how unusual it is for, uh, for a beauty company to, to take this kind of stance. And Katie was armed, of course, with all of the research and, um, and the website and, you know, the, and the call to action. We were thrilled to see the giant poster that we created for our influencer kit out on the plaza as well. We were we were t- wondering if, if anyone you know used those or right. they liked them. You know, and there it was. Uh, That's in, fabulous. In just sort of adorning the uh, the plaza. It's actually a funny point because when we do a lot of these types of influencers, one of the things we always challenge our agencies to is how are we going to benchmark something like this? How are we going to know what the return is? That's and, your benchmark. And really, as soon as it showed up on the Today Show, we looked at each other and we were like, that's it. That's a benchmark. <laughs> right. They showed up. That's a benchmark. I mean, then that's, and that's phenomenal. Now, how much, uh, how much coordination execution did it take to actually get them all to show up together on the a stage? A tremendous amount. Um, <laughs> Teresa Lowe from our office and um, a team of two or three other core folks spent the better part of a weekend doing it. It was it was one of these last minute. We'd been talking to them for quite some time. It didn't look like it was going to happen. It was sort of on again, off again, and then I think we got the green light. And it was like hurry up and go, right? Exactly. And it was it was probably about four days of um, of straight coordination, and they were just phenomenal in, in putting it all together, getting the women in, getting them prepped, comfortable, um, coordinating with the producer, helping with the chirons. Um, there was a, a subsequent segment where the Women were going to be modeling some jeans. Okay. Okay. Um, just sort of happened to be a segment on the, on the same on the same day, so we had to work with that producer as well. So they they were uh, they were great, but it is I think as anyone in the industry knows, it's it's a full time job coordinating one of those uh, big segments. It was yeah. Hard. Yeah. I mean, once upon a time, I'm not going to go into deep deep detail, but uh, once upon a time, actually, it was a glamour do. Uh, and it was a, a glamour and um, glamour and Oprah show, sort of on forward fashion forward women in the country. And um, I was so shocked that I actually got chosen for something like this that I <laughs> that I told the producer who I thought it was a friend, like a joke. 
you know, because in every little girl's life, you would want to do something like this. I can imagine. So yes, there was a ton of execution. There was a ton of, of handholding that had to be done with us when we when we did that, and a lot of going on behind the scenes. Especially when there's I'm- there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. We have a fabulous fabulous team that pretty much put their lives kind of on hold to do all of this. They not only had the coordination of the show, I mean, they were very lucky that the girls, again, that we had to work with were so amenable, so easy, and so helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in, in, on top of that kind of coordination, it's also working with the shows to make sure that we stay very true to our message. Because if we're going to have girls modeling in jeans, then we want to make sure it's not a fashion shoot. We want to make sure that it remains very true to the message and that it's about real women, real women's body types. And there was a lot of that kind of conversation that had to go on and really make sure that we're... Everyone's expectations were met, right? Yeah, expectations were met, and that we're also putting these women in positive situations. Mm Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, Right, where they feel good about themselves when they they walk off and when they're looking at themselves afterwards. And, you know, in any kind of segment that someone suddenly wants to use the women for could suddenly be a detriment to the campaign. So we had to be really... Mm-hmm. really picky and choosy about what we did and didn't do with them and really partner with them to understand their feelings and, and what they were willing and will, not willing to do. Mm-hmm. Was, that, was that difficult? Did you find, was it really diverse, or did people have the same issues? I think that our team was so incredibly sensitive mm-hmm. to begin with, and we were so um, protective of our message that I don't think it ever really was an issue. That's fabulous. Because we were already four steps ahead thinking about it. We were probably more sensitive to it than, than the, women. the girls were. Right, which is lovely. So that's, you know, good for you. Now, also, because, you know, we've, we've talked about this, your affiliation with the Girl Scouts of America, you created your own self-esteem, um, you know, organization. You've, and I think something that's very important is the way you've created a lot of your campaign is, is almost like a um, public, it's a public service announcement almost. Definitely. I, well, I think the, the, the walking the talk portion of the mm-hmm. campaign mm-hmm. It was so important in the call to action that, that Stacey had mentioned earlier. Uh, you know, the Dove Self-Esteem Fund, of course, is supports programs on a global basis that are dedicated to you know, self-esteem in young girls and in the U.S. Dove partners with the Girl Scouts of the USA on Uniquely Me, which is a co-created program that is dedicated to raising self-esteem in girls 18 to 17. So I think in, in linking that closely, mm-hmm. um, we were able to show that you know, we're not just about raising awareness of the issue, but we stand for you know, making, making a positive change. Which is nice, and, and something that, and, and I want to I state this properly, and I, Mick, we've discussed this in the past, is, is taking a not-for-profit organization you know, and using, utilizing it so that you are, you know, what I call a hero, you know, you're helping yourself and then you're helping, you know, one of the most global, you know, whatever, whatever the scenario is, whether it's a disease or it's, it's a cause, what have you. So there's definitely an opportunity when you partner with someone like, you know, the Girl Scouts of America or you part or you create your own charity where I don't think people always realize how you can do good. That, that can always be a win from from associating a brand as long as you follow through and and obviously you guys are a, a team that knows how to follow through on a on a campaign or an idea but you know you foster the goodwill some people you know i i, I know brandy and i've talked about this before may feel that's a little bit ingenuine in some way but the fact of the matter is that you know what helps your company will help you then to continue to do good things later 
So, you know, I, you, you, yeah, you've I, got I to look at that. Yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly, and I think that the fact that we, we received a lot of those questions, which was, well, isn't this just about, you know, selling more lotion? And, you know, I think the answer to that was, we're, you know, we're here absolutely to grow the business, but we can do it in a way that's right for women and right for society. Mm-hmm. You can do, you know, do well by doing good, and I think it, it is so incredibly gratifying to do both. Yes, and I think people don't realize that, that you really can leverage the voice of, of a not-for-profit in a way that benefits you, but then also benefits the not-for-profit. And now you're now you're meeting two agendas. One is, you know, obviously your profit, you know, your 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 you know your bottom line comes up. But then, like you said, when you wake up in the morning, you feel really good because you're making a contribution back to the world that you live in, and you're also creating a legacy. I think Larry summed it up best, and he said, you know, we're of course you want to grow your business, and it's what's good for the business. Of course, it's good for us in the long run. Um, I think that we're lucky to have found the right partner for our philanthropic efforts and to really be able to lend each other's our voices mm-hmm. to, to, to grow. Um, I think it's good for the Girl Scouts USA. I think it's obviously good for, for Dove because if we're going to be about self-esteem, then we needed to find a program that was dedicated to building self-esteem. Mm-hmm. And I think when we looked at why we got involved with a charity, it was with the sole purpose of, of walking the talk. And if we're going to talk about self-esteem, then we're going to build self-esteem um, mm-hmm. so that we can make it better. Uh, that was really, I think, the genesis of finding finding the charity, and I think it's it's wonderful if we can help give them a forum for their voice. Good for you. Rock on. I, I agree with you guys wholeheartedly. I agree with you wholeheartedly, and I think that sometimes that's overlooked. That's why I just wanted to put a little bit more of a focus on that. Yeah, yeah. Because I just think that that's so important. You can help yourself, and you can also help a really important cause at the same time. You know, right. and I, you know, I think for other companies that are, are looking to do the same thing and looking to to find a way to strike that balance. The most important thing that struck me was just having that you know, aligned mission uh, up front, mm-hmm. and then everything else really falls into place. And you know, I think you stated that extremely well. Okay, so now we've got momentum. We understand what the tipping point was. Actually, we don't really understand what the tipping point was. I think there's another tipping point that, okay. that we left out. Larry, I think you should share because that was the controversy also helped propel the campaign. Absolutely, and I think you know we mentioned that you know framing the campaign as a debate, as a dialogue, was was a was a crucial part of the strategy. And we wanted people to fall in love with the campaign, and we wanted people to maybe say that you know this is something that they didn't they didn't like, or, or um, you know perhaps the women these women are. are big or they're too small you know i mean i think everyone had a point of view you wanted opinions want, yes and we wanted we wanted to spark that dialogue well if you're going to have a debate it has to be uncensored i mean you can't you can't tell people what they have to say if you're really going to truly have a debate and an open discussion mm, okay so we, we so we were fostering this debate and, and it really uh, got a jump start by a, a gentleman by the name of richard roper from the chicago sun times who wrote an editorial which um well, he said something like, chunky women have surrounded my house. And, you know, if I wanted to see women this size, I would go to Taste of Chicago. Um, was, you nice. Know, some, some of the sentiments in, in his editorial. Now, needless to say, he received quite a bit of mail. Right. Uh, and <laughs> that, would not be, sure that, that would not be love mail, but yeah. Not love mail. <laughs> and, uh, and, it, and, it would, and we made sure that everybody else, you know, sort of saw that in the Chicago market from a from a TV standpoint, from some of the broadcasters, and in some of the other markets. And I would say if I had to pick one moment when 
the controversy and the debate portion of the campaign tip, it would be that editorial. Um, because that really sort of added fuel to the fire. And, you know, we saw a spike in, in sort of a, on our discussion boards, and we really were able to, um, you know, I, I think at that point it sort of became something, uh, you know, a water cooler conversation. Well, because then you felt like you can make a, a difference, right? Exactly. And what one, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So who are you to be saying... You know, like I, I, I personally, you know, my my view of myself is different than someone else's view is going to be, right? If to, I to that same point, though, people also, you know, especially in this country, believe they have on a right to an opinion and a right to be heard. And we heard people even on our um, on our website that were, you know, disagreeing with the campaign and didn't like it or didn't think they should be have to see images of that sort. <laughs> but that was really part of the controversy. You know, you leave our um, traditionally a little more of a conservative mm-hmm. company, and of course they want to make sure that you know, we're doing the right thing for women and consumers. And, and we had people that were a little nervous that suddenly we were getting some, some, hate. some negative yeah. uh, comments. Mm-hmm. And you know, you get some senior people that are like, wait a second, that makes us uncomfortable. And, and the team really pushed back, and we really said, you know what, it's okay, because that is part of the debate, and everyone has a right to be heard, and that's exactly. part of you know, widening that narrow definition and that's hearing all sides and finding out what people really want to say. Well, and I think an important an important part as well is that they actually took the time to go to the site and post this. They, they took the time yeah. to reply, which means that what you had to say was noteworthy enough that they were responding to it, regardless exactly right. if it was good or bad. And speaking of good or bad, we are running down to the end of the hour. We're going to run and take a very quick break and we'll be right back on Cover Story. Stick around. Cover Story. We'll be back after this short break. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN-accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R. More than a name. Did you know about one out of five visitors are immediately bouncing off your site? Now, monetize this bouncing traffic with StopBounce.com. Log on to StopBounce.com today and discover how easy it is to generate revenue from this previously untapped source. All while enhancing user experience. Earn money for each visitor leaving your site now with StopBounce.com. Turn lost opportunities into found profits. Wow, looks like you caught another one. Yeah, thanks. That uh, makes 23 so far. You're kidding me. I haven't caught a thing yet. Really? Well, what kind of bait are you using? Same as you. Well, then maybe it's where you're fishing. What do you mean? Well, if you want to catch fish, don't throw your line out in the middle of a big lake. Take a smart look around for where the fish congregate, like over by this log. So I just have to look smart, huh? That's right. It's all about fishing where the fish are. Learn how you can fish where the fish are. Go to signup.looksmart.com. Signup.looksmart.com. Google AdSense. How do I earn from thee? Let me count the ways. Google, you enable me to show targeted ads complementing my site so my visitors keep clicking throughout the day and night. 
It was so easy to apply and select the ad formats I liked. Since I've discovered AdSense, I've been filled with delight. So earn more with matching ads, and you too can discover how. Just visit google.com slash AdSense now. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to this very special edition of Cover Story. We're very proud to have with us uh, the winners of Best of category for the Silver Anvil Award of the Public Relations Society of America. And that would be... Um, Dove Daisy Bryant. Bright from Unilever. I got it. I, I got it covered this time. Larry you know? Coffer from Edelman. <laughs> it sounds much uh, better when you say it, Mick. I'm sorry. Oh, thank you. It does. Actually, we're enjoying being interviewed by both of you. No, I'm so glad. Thank you. We're, we're enjoying you, too. And you know what's so crazy? Because I, I was speaking to Larry yesterday, and he said to me, you know, like, we're totally cool with going long, Brandy, but, like, I don't know. I'm talking an hour, and I said, I promise you, God, Larry, I so should have put money on this. It's, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. We you know we should have um, you know we can go another hour, but no, uh, I, I didn't I didn't I didn't know that you know Stacey and I could you know go more than a half hour about. But I get you know we. <laughs> you know what I would like to do, if it would be okay with you, because I yeah. think you guys both have so much more to say, um, that would really benefit our listening audience in a tremendous way, and you're both extremely well spoken. And, um, you know, you can tell us what a real ticker take parade is like on Madison Avenue. No, but we truly, we'd love to have you back. I'd like to f- try to summarize this, but yet know that we're going to come back and revisit this again because you do have so much to say, and I think it really could benefit our listening audience tremendously. We would love to because we have all the other, um, you know, campaigns that we've done for the Campaign for All Beauty. So we would ah, very good. love to. That's phenomenal. And, I mean, my God, let's just, I mean, because, Stacey, you are also responsible for... Um, the management, let's see, you, you you oversee the creation. God, when I complain about my job <laughs> description, I'm just going to put both of your <laughs> both of your bios up and I'll feel a lot better about myself or, or less credible. You oversee the creation, management, implement, implementation of marketing communications efforts for more than 10 of the top consumer beauty and lifestyle brands. You include uh, all, I use that. Snuggle, I use that. Q-tips, I use that. Vaseline, I use that. And Dove, I sometimes use that. I think so, those are all universal. I think everybody uses those. I mean, <laughs> wow, wow. I mean, and Larry, everything from, you know, working on, you know, sponsorships from the Olympics to um, the ING NYC marathon. I can't even walk from here to the car. He's, he's running like an entire marathon. Uh, you know, you're, you guys both have so much knowledge and, and, and so much depth to your understanding of the marketplace. I just think it's so important that we don't let you go. Well, you're incredibly kind, and on, in all honesty, it, there's a whole team behind us as well that I think deserves credit. Uh, we really do have a phenomenal team that's been working together with equally wonderful credentials. No, and I'm sure, but you know what? I haven't met them, so as far as I'm concerned, you know. All right, forget them. Right. <laughs> so sorry. You're it. When you think about Edelman, when you think about uh, Unilever, it, it's, it's Stacy and it's Larry. So, but let's, uh, if we can, let's try to... Um, Talk about, you know, some of the, because my God, you guys did over four hours of broadcast time. You also got the cover of People Magazine? Yes. Wow. That was a special dance and party into itself. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, because I'd, I'd like to be on the cover of People Magazine for something other than, like, you know, murdering someone or, you know? 
<laughs> we, we had, we were on the, uh, we had a bug on the cover, which is actually, I think, the, the only time that they had a, a brand on the cover of People um, in, in years and years, and it was the Jennifer Aniston uh, edition. Oh. So it was, um, it, it was a, a huge coup, and that was another sort of long weekend on the phone with all of the women. I can imagine. I can, and then there's a whole conversation between, you know, beauty imaging between Jennifer Aniston and Angelina Jolie, which is kind of a, mm-hmm. like, a very apropos, um, so to speak. God, you guys have done so much with this campaign. So you made the cover of Peel Magazine. You had more than four hours of broadcast time. Um, Katie Kirk also challenged Donnie Deutsch's negative spin on the campaign, which is great. So now you've got phenomenal tennis going on between two different uh, market reaches within the U.S., yeah, absolutely. I think that was it was that was critical that we had you know, sort of Katie defending us a, li- a little bit, um, and it was just it became you know as we talked about part of the you know part of the dialogue and part of the texture of what people were talking about. Um, you know, she, she basically cut him off when uh, when when he when he took a shot at shots at the campaign. So we were we were pleased with that with that conversation. Yeah, and that's a great you know it's a great conversation to 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 be had. Which mm-hmm. is phenomenal. So you also had was it something like six hundred and thirty million website impressions? Yep, we had we had about six hundred and thirty. We're still still rising. Okay, how many um, click throughs is that? Well, we've now had over a million and a half women join in the debate um, on the website. So there's all different ways to to look at those numbers. They continue to grow every day. And I think when you when you think about you you look at the the level of engagement of folks and. Consumers and um, you know they're not just clicking on; mm-hmm. know, they're they're writing stories, spending they're time. they're spending time on the website, they're they're talking about it. And we you know there's there was quite a bit of banter on radio that we just weren't able to capture, uh, and and we would we would hear about it from <clears throat> friends of friends who would overhear. Oh, I was driving and you know clicked on and you know so it was just it really was part of the part of the conversation. But in terms of the, some of the the measurements, you know, Stacy said very aggressive benchmarks for us. And we were very concerned about mm-hmm. uh, being able to reach those, and, and um, we felt a little bit better after today's show, and, and then um, we're really able to sort of build one on top of the other, um, ultimately sort of crowning with, with Ellen and Oprah at the end of the summer. That's you know what, though, was also a phenomenal hit that we're really proud of um, from a media placement? And it's kind of when you know that you've made a difference and you're now in pop culture, and that was being on, like, Conan O'Brien and having even people uh, sort of bring us into sort of the humor mm-hmm. part of society. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. was actually one of those other times where we kind of looked at each other and said, you know what, this is really successful. We have to say like when it was that, parody? That, was, that was the Dove Man. Oh, so you got, oh, that's great. So, like, you, they made a parody of you. Exactly, exactly. Conan said, you know what, I think this campaign is sexist and, and uh, <laughs> we're going to sort of correct this gender gap. Welcome the Dove Men. Ah, oh, that's and, uh, fabulous! We, you know, several, several guys, <laughs> slightly overweight in, the, in their in their underwear, carrying the product. Hey, you know what? If sales go up for men, right. rock on! <laughs> Thank you, Conan. You just, just you got yourself a great advertising campaign. No, we were thrilled. It was, it was very funny. Yeah, no, that's and, the, and it's true. It's true, you know, because people used to look at it years ago for you know SNL, like that's how yep. you knew you made it. And it, and it's neat. It's neat when when you can be parodied, and it's neat that your work has been internalized so differently by so many different people, whether it's media people or, you know, um, the general public. And that's really phenomenal. So 
I think I know the answer to this, but I've got the question. So I'm going to ask it and then we're going to wrap up. Then we're going to book you could both come back again. So you're going to pinky promise me across the ear that you're coming back, okay? We're, we're smiling and pinky swearing to each other. <laughs> okay, good. There we go. Um, how has the perception of the Dove brand changed? I think that it's changed in a bunch of ways. Internally, I think that we've realized that we are perceived as a beauty brand and more of an icon and have even a greater responsibility. So I think internally we went from thinking that we had more strides to make to be perceived that way by mm-hmm. women, and I think that we've realized now that people view us that way, but that also puts more pressure and responsibility on us. <laughs> so um, sorry. So I sorry. think that from, and Larry, please jump in, but I think from a, um, well, first before I get to the media, from a consumer and standpoint and from the women who buy our products, I think that they're even more loyal, more dedicated to the brand and interact more with the brand as opposed to just maybe a product that they bought on the shelf. I think that they really know what the brand stands for and want to be involved with the brand. And I think we hear that from just the women that call us and that engage with us on our websites and that ask how they can get involved and just um, sort of, you know, hats off and congratulations to Dove. Mm-hmm. And from a media standpoint, I think that besides obviously being included in stories about Campaign for World Beauty and even in some of the stories that are um, that competitors and just even other brands that are trying to mirror some of the things that Dove is tapped into, I think that they're looking to us for insights and for information and for more trends and seeing us as more of a thought leader. Mm-hmm. as opposed to just sort of, you know, a one-time kind of special thing. I think people realize that this is something that we're dedicated to and here to stay. So I think in those, certainly in those areas, I think we've made a, a huge difference and people sort of value the opinions of, of Dove and, and the difference that Dove can make. I think, I think, that's, I think that's phenomenal. I, I, you know, I mean, really, everything that you've done, and I think at the end of the day, I think when people are looking to, you know, I, I know at, uh, at Webmaster Radio, when, we, when we're looking to, um, you know, each show we bring on sort of reach, reaches out to a different part of the marketplace, and it's a true community destination where people have a voice. And I think it's really neat when you can, you can give them, because at the end of the day, like, how do I say, like, Q-tips are Q-tips, and, I, and they're a staple in my life, but to bring them alive right through let me not use q-tips let's just stay with the dove brand here but you know to, to, to take something like dove and give it you know with the, with the farming and, and and truly giving it its own piece of the marketplace creating this niche that engages people so now you've got a million man march out there like a, a million marketers out there for you because you believe in them they believe in you and at the end of the day you're taking your good name which you've had for many years and using that to once again prove and distinguish yourselves that's kudos that, that, that's, that's great. I think that's a great summary, and I think Stacey said it very eloquently as well. And it was you know, really about the, you know, the level of engagement and almost sort of creating our own communication source, almost our own channel out there. So we're looked at you know, from, from a research perspective and uh, from a thought leadership perspective. And I think Absolutely. Sort of a simple way to put it is we kind of shifted into iconic status. Well, you have. You, you've captured that marketplace, and at the end of the day, you know, it's nice. I think that people are really beginning to move away from as much, you know, yes, of course, it's important to have, um, you know, the endorsements from the influencers, et cetera. But I think that we're seeing a big shift, you know, blogs, 
you know, how mm-hmm. it's, it's okay, you know, crisis management. I mean, my God, you know, it's okay for someone to say that they messed up as long as they say that they messed up and imperfect today is embraced more is yeah. being perfect than is, is something that's being glossed over. And um, I think that you guys are definitely cutting edge and very timely and um, have created a conversation that will continue and continue into uh, coming generations. So congratulations again on the big win. Thank you so much. This is, this is, this is great. This is really great. And, and Actually, being on your show is even a really wonderful way for us to celebrate our win. So thank you. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Well, listen, we'll share this interview with whomever you want, and um, we look forward to having you back very soon And because uh, there's more story here, and I'm sorry we had to condense it so quickly. Mick, any parting words from you? No, just uh, looking forward to hearing about some of those other campaigns that uh, are, are in the mix, and, and I'm sure there's a, a number of them that we can learn about from Unilever, but at the same time, I, I have a feeling that our friend here, Larry from Edelman, probably has a whole lot of other areas that venture away from, from, from these products in particular, and, and so who knows what wealth of information as we have these guys back, we'll, we'll be able to learn from. We're going to tap you guys. <laughs> as much <laughs> as we can. <laughs> thank you so much for being a part of today, and thank you um, for saying that we're part of your celebration, and just revel in the fact that you won. Congratulations. Yes, congratulations. in order. Yes. All right, you guys, so we will be back next week, and stay tuned for your regularly scheduled programming. We'll be right back. 